Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? It's Wax Wednesdays. And Gideon is back from his little jaunt overseas. Yeah, it was just a a one-week trip working with this NGO in Cambodia. No uh, Kamar records to bring back, unfortunately. Didn't have the time, but... Yeah, we've changed our... our, uh, overseas expect expectation now rather than the bottle of duty-free booze we would rather someone put that money to records yeah and i'm actually here empty-handed i don't have either <laughs> yeah you really fucked up there didn't you gideon no i mean I at least you're pretty notorious for bringing back a bottle of scotch for yourself i didn't which oh like i know but i didn't do that for myself yeah come on mate if you're gonna treat anyone at least treat you no it's true but so yeah i was just working away with ngo so i didn't have time Work doing a charity mission, doing yeah, God's work. You know? We're all working, Gideon. Nah, um, yeah, I got back last week. But Khmer music's actually really, fat, really interesting. It's like a lot of electronic sounds mixed in with like just weird vocals. Yeah, like okay. the, the way they sing in melodically is so different compared to the English language. Like it's fascinating. Ah, oh, sick. So I actually listened to some Cam, Cambodese, Cambodian, Khmer, Khmer, Khmer music. I think it's called. <laughs> yeah, I listened to a few just on the radio, just here and there. Didn't. Not too much, but how's it been here, Louis? Ah, uh, yeah, you know the usual. Hard making a dollar. I think I, I've actually bought a couple of records. Oh, yeah, what'd you I get? had one arrive in the post. Where was it? Uh, it wouldn't be a Wax Wednesdays podcast without plugging them. Our favorite band to the plug. Rookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got their new record in the post. Um, it was even like a they, they do a cover of Nina Simone Stars, which we played on the podcast before, and I was like, oh. Ooh, that's pretty cool. How do I how do I work this? They haven't played into that at the at the at the Ten, have they? Oh, maybe if they have singers, but I've never watched them with singers before. No. Nah. Talking about singers, <laughs> all right. There's, uh, let's introduce the well episode, maybe. Yeah, I reckon. Let's introduce this episode. Do you yeah. remember what we said as a genre at the end of the last week? What did we said as a genre? Oh, I don't fucking remember. It doesn't matter because we're not sticking to it. Ah, yeah. I think we actually did say we're doing. In fair, I think we told we said we'd do this. One, I think yeah, once upon but a time. I think we've iterations of it. But I like why you decided. Okay, so we're doing the uh, best of the Beatles. Our best of the Beatles. Yeah. So I haven't we haven't actually played one Beatles track like original on this uh, podcast on this uh, Wax Wednesday show, have we? I don't think so. No, we have played a uh, uh, track from Sgt Pepper and the Lonely Hearts Big. Really? Big yeah, yeah. We played. Um, I get up, get out of bed, drag a comb across my head. Oh fuck! What's that song? It's the last song on that track. Anyway, we've played, we have. Ah, righto. Anyways, but, yeah. We, <laughs> but um, yeah, the Beatles, uh, they've got a lot of records and it's incredible what they've done. I think um, for me is uh, the, the reason why this sprung to mind is because I watched the movie yesterday. That's why uh, I was thinking of that. Imagine a world. Without the Beatles. No, I thought you were going to uh, finish that line with uh, John Lennon. <laughs> Imagine all the. Yeah, Imagine nice. a world with no. Yeah, keep going. Beatles. <laughs> no, it's not Peoples. It's easy if you try. Um, so, yeah, it was in my head, living, like, what would it be without? And then, like, also uh, Paul McCartney released a new book, children's book. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> called Grand, uh, Granddad. Granddad? Nice. Yeah. Well, it was like, actually, I no, I like this episode. There's a bit to talk about here from our childhoods. And I think we're so, we were starting to slip in the generation. I knew people who didn't know the Beatles. In fact, we'll get to a story later, but it was even worse than that. Um, whereas, you know, our parents' generation and then they're like aunties and well, I'm, I'm not sure on the age difference, but my mum and dad are, you know, in their mid fifties and then dad's uncles especially were, um, teenagers when he was like, he was a little boy and they were playing the Beatles and it was like right through their 
teenage years that the Beatles were putting out some of these albums that we'll play for you today. Oh, for sure. And uh, this is uh, another one of those for my uncle's collection. Yeah. Actually, the only one I've actually bought is Sergeant Peppers. The rest are all from him. And there's uh, quite a few lying around the room at the moment. So it's not a bad collection. No, there's some mate, there's some good records down there. Yeah, but what I was t- thinking about with, with um, the Beatles, how like nostalgic their music must be. Because like back then, if you were like around, like every song was like showcase what you were doing right there, right then. And the, and there was like at least so many of them. Yeah, but they're also, you know, quite progressive lyrically as well, like what they're writing about, you know, they're sort of challenging that. And then also I always have this conversation with a friend of mine about there's the joke that Paul McCartney tells about Ringo. He's like, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, he actually, whilst he might not be the best drummer in the Beatles, he invented drumming rhythms and styles that are used today. <laughs> like, No, like he invented like rock tempos that had never been written or played before that are now played through all of the music we listen to. Let's say not the modern day Beatles, but like- I don't just, think you can ever put that title to anyone. No, nah, I agree. But I was just, imagine like, I was going to just say like someone as big as the Beatles were today, like over this, this band. Like yeah, imagine, do you reckon as an artist? Well, but I was, like, I was like, what if Childish Gambino just released like eight albums in the next few years? Like, and all of them were like fucking cult classics. Yeah. Well, just the sheer amount of music that the Beatles put out. I don't know. The only other band that I know that has released just like sheer fucking volumes of like King Gizzard just released their 15th album. Like 15 albums from a band that's only been going like, I don't know, maybe 10 years. Yes. Yeah, that's not even. That's pretty good. Heaps. So the Beatles, do you know how long they were, they were together for? I don't know the exact year. <laughs> they were only together for eight years. Really? Yeah. Fuck, I was going to say like 20 something. No, nah, like, that's, the, that's the ridiculous part. I had never realized that that's how long they're only together for. Yeah, well, King Gizzard probably did it in like five years. But like, <laughs> yeah, why? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, let alone, you think how many decades? Yeah, how much? Like, you think it spans for so long because, like, every album is so iconic, but only eight years of glory until, the, and, until they had, had that falling out. But you even see the pictures of them and, like, how they change so much from. I love, I love the OG Beatles look. Of when they were all wearing like, like in teenagers. Their suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had like the goofy bowl carts. Um, and they were just like ecstatic kids. Oh, fully. And then they uh, grew up a little bit. Yeah. And they let it be one. And they, that was uh, another turning point. And then by Sergeant Peppers, they were just something else. Oh, yeah. They were just, yeah, they all had their iconic looks. George Harrison was going down the absolute Jesus route. Oh, yeah. I think they were going down their routes by then. Yeah. Um, oh, such classics. And uh, there's, I, I was once watching a documentary on, on Tally on the Beatles' visit and it was just the Beatles' visit to Australia. And to touch on that point you made before, like any other bands or artists as big as they were, there were like, you know, 50,000 people at the airport yelling and screaming at yeah, them as the they Beatles got off the plane. Yeah, the Beatles scream. Yeah. It's like a When they were like, thing. they were waving to the streets like opposite Flinders Street Station, there was like hundreds of thousands of people in Melbourne just like screaming at the Beatles. The, you know what the weirdest thing is? No one does is? that. No, 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 the weirdest thing is these aren't little girls. These are people like me and you. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like people like well adverse. They're not like Justin Bieber's no. fans. They're like little girls, like not little girls, but the yeah, you know, you know, demographic. Yeah, you that, that young more, fandom of. Yeah, and that, when you're more susceptible, you're younger, you look up to idols. Yeah, like teeny boppers and stuff. No, this is like everyone. Like, yeah, that's the crazy part. Like, should we just play? Are we ever going to play some music? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. Well, otherwise, we'll just keep ranting. All right, let's uh, let's start off with uh, something that's a big issue.
So yeah, that first one was Revolution. Packed up with Get Back. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Mate. Who's your favorite uh, member of the uh, of it all? Of the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, of, of it all. Uh, it's a real toss up for me between. Well, it, I was going to pitch a question to you to how did the beaches the, beaches how did the Beatles feature in your childhood? And my answer to this kind of reflects the answer to that question being Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney is, but I think Ringo Starr is my favorite Beatle because he voiced all the Thomas the Tank Engine when I was a kid. <laughs> That's why I heard someone else like the yeah. other day as well. Yeah, so I have to say, synonymous Thomas the Tank Engine played a massive role in my childhood. Can you give, you do, your impressions have been quite good so far. Of what? Can you do an impression of Ringo doing the Thomas the Tank? Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, I can't even remember lines from Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Like, uh, no, if you pull it up, we'll bring yeah, it back up. If I can pull it out of my brain. And then Paul McCartney, I absolutely love because of his uh, side band, Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love Paul McCartney? Yeah. And he's just fucking epic. So, yeah, my first time. Uh, actually, I know the answer to that. John Lennon. <laughs> what? He said, what who was? doesn't like Paul McCartney? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bit yeah. of a burn on the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they have such fun memories. I reckon they still, like, they loved each other at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't asked them. No, well, I've asked Paul. Paul Paul says that. Yeah, okay, cool. No, in an interview you did on a statement with uh, Jimmy Fallon. No, with Colbert, the Colbert Report. Um, he said that. Okay. Anyways, I don't know. My memories were more so, like, listening to, uh, like, this on repeat in my, like, uncle's car, like, constantly. Yeah. Like, every time you're in the car, he's got the White Album on repeat. Really? Yeah, synonymous. Like I think there was once we did like we were doing a two and a half hour road trip and he had He Comes the Sun on repeat the entire fucking way. And Jeez, that was the first time I ever heard clockwork it. Clockwork Orange kind of shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he fucking loved it. I was like the first time I heard the song. I was like, this is a really good song. <laughs> this is really nice. Oh, yeah. Let's play that on repeat. I must have been like my teenage years at that, at that time. I think my, my great uncles did a bit of a Beatles cover band when they were they all played musical instruments together like all of them all different all different styles they could all sing and they all used to do like Beatles stuff and I was going to jump jumping back to to that statement I made earlier about people our age not really knowing the Beatles I um I was around there with a with a friend of mine at their place and I was like oh yeah so my uncles used to be in a band she's like oh yeah is there any pictures <laughs> and I was like yeah yeah there's a picture only four of them played together one was doing a solo thing she goes oh okay I was like oh that's I listed out all their names. It was just a picture of the Beatles. Yeah. Even better was one of my great uncles jumped on board and <laughs> gave it an even deeper spiel. Yeah. It got to the point where we were actually dropping Beatles, Beatles track names and they still had no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's fully like the movie yesterday. Well, yeah, man. So people who don't know the Beatles, I'm like, what fucking rock have you grown up under? Like, you know of the Beatles, but you might know every track of the Beatles. But like... I don't, no, man, I don't know how you can go through your life not knowing like one Beatles song. Yeah, I don't know. At least one. Like Yellow Submarine. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to know that song? Hey Jude. Yeah. Every single, like there's the movie Hey Jude and I'm pretty sure it's the soundtrack. Yeah, the others, the music's synonymous with it from de- all, of all decades. Um, but I was going to say George Harrison is my favourite. Uh, really? I remember, yeah. Why? His writing skills was incredible. Like he had the whole idea of doing that whole India ashram and got more into the psychedelic side of it Yeah, first. And I think he's one of the all-time great songwriters. Yeah, his guitar work was yeah phenomenal through that era. I actually loved yeah. that. 
like all that sitar bass sort of prog rock that they were doing this. Yeah, thing. like the, he was the early starter on that. Like, I'm not gonna right. No, I was just trying to think of that Beatles track. I think yeah, I think we've got it here. Maybe we should. Yeah, I, I back that in. Uh, we'll uh, play some more music. Yeah, let's get into it. More right. Beatles. Just before we move on, in the movie yesterday, the one thing they did was really cool is they brought John Lennon back. As in John Lennon was, was a 70, uh, spoilers, sorry. <laughs> but there's a 75-year-old John Lennon in the, in the, in the movie. Who doesn't know who the Beatles are. And no, the one guy who knows who the Beatles is goes and tracks him down because he wants to apologize for like playing all his music. Really? But John Lennon doesn't know he is John Lennon, if that makes sense. He's yeah. just like an old guy who's like just in love with a girl. Who's John Lennon? He's just some actor. I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Plot holes everywhere. Who, who is John? As in who is John Lennon in yeah. the movie? Yeah. And why does this one fucking guy know about the Beatles? <laughs> That's... Uh, if you really want to break down the Beatles movie, uh, like we shouldn't waste time talking about it because it's not a great movie, as you can. Yeah, I think see. we're getting stuck in. I but think I, we're getting I wanted, stuck in ruts here. I, I wanted to talk about. Imagine if they were still alive. Yeah, that's okay. what I wanted to get at. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like if Paul was up there with George, Ringo. Actually, that's one person I would love to fucking John. see before. I, well, before he dies. Actually, Paul. has he stopped? Yeah, Paul McCartney. Has he stopped touring? Wait, well, I don't think he tours international. I haven't. Said, I don't think he's been in Australia. Let's for be like, honest, he's not coming to fucking Australia. He was here, I think, a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> like five, ten years ago. Um, I, I, he's not on the circuit. Like he's. Uh, he even said it himself. Like he wants to spend time with his family and stuff. Yeah. And to them, he's not like Paul McCartney. He's like dad or grandfather. Like it's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, granddad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I call him granddad. Imagine, imagine that. Just like, hey, Paul, how are you going? How's your week been? <laughs> yeah, good to see you. I really enjoyed the Christmas ham you did this year, mate. It was great. Good work. Yeah. You know? I think you'd do better on the uh... – Yeah, what kind of fucking round the dinner table discussions are you having with Paul McCartney? <laughs> I don't know, man. Who's Someone the table? write in. Tell us. We want a most creative Paul McCartney dinner time story. I imagine he'll just tell like all his stories in a uh, – in the pole kind of way for like 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 make it childish in some what, ways and what would you ask Paul McCartney if you could ask him one question at a dinner table? How, how are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hi, I'm Gideon. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> what would I ask him? I was like, I don't know how. He, probably I'd ask him about his process. Yeah. Okay. And things that like he did that found that he found incredibly useful and it's something like a routine that he probably does today. Like that's what I would probably would ask him. Yeah. Okay. He's actually someone in my, like, if you could have uh, dinner with any three people, um, like, of all time, he's probably someone I'd... Yeah, he's someone I'd put in mind. Yeah. I reckon pretty much everyone that I would put in is English. <laughs> You'd do, um, let me see if I can get this. You'd get a, would you get Cillian Murphy? <laughs> or... Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Only if he dresses as Tom uh, Tom Shelby, though. I mean, yeah, yeah I meant Tom Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. Anyways, let's uh, let's play some more Beatles. Go for it.
we could <laughs> that we could um okay so we've got your favorite member Who's, what's your favorite song oh i don't even i can't answer that no no can't answer that <laughs> it's a really tough yeah i even now i i like so many you know like sergeant pepper's lonely hearts there wouldn't be a song on there that i'm like yeah that's my favorite song but it's one of my favorite albums yeah totally 
I get that. They're all fucking great songs. Yeah. So it's hard to differentiate. Like what actually differentiates it is probably the nostalgic feeling you have towards the song. Yeah, and everything that I'm trying to play today, I, like I get nostalgia from. Like Paperback Rider I loved as a kid as well. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, you know, it was hilarious. They're writing a song about a guy writing a book who's writing a book about people trying to write books. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's like just Inception sort of shit. Oh, for sure. Um, no, I just, yeah, I really, really love the Beatles. I could listen to them all day. Yeah, easily. And everyone does. And people who know, people who know music, they just can't get past the Beatles. And I'm, yeah. Even now, you sort of hear Beatles influence transcend into plenty, all like the different genres and like heaps of bands that I like. I go, oh, yeah, there's a bit of Beatles in that album or like a little bit of Beatles in that song. Yeah. And they also, at a time, just past like what, like your Bob Dylan's and that era of like song writing greats. Like they were the, like what, 90, late 1970s, at 1980s? Oh, uh, they came on the scene like what, 50s? Really? When was their first album? I'm just trying to think of that tour that they did when they were like kids and they just were all over the States and there's the Beatles squeal. and 1961. That's what, wow, day dot for the Beatles. Yeah, so they their first release was in 1961 and they just owned the, the 60s and 70s really. Oh, like not, it was just the 60s from 61 to 69 was the... Was the Beatle. Was the Beatle. They're only around in the 60s. That was 60s. the Beatle decade. Yeah. Anything else in that decade didn't happen. Sorry to all... <laughs> sorry to uh, Bob Dylan. Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's a pity... Because uh, well, they were pre like... They ushered in... Did they... Did the Beatles kind of usher in rock and roll? Yeah. Oh, they're, 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 they're always standing on the heads of others, but... They, yeah, uh, that's fair. That's they fair. made it definitely big. Late fifties, like, ushered in rock and roll. Yeah, it was more. Well, it went three times. In, but then the seventies, you got like you know Johnny Cash and the Beatles, and the Stones, oh, Creedence sure. Clearwater. Yeah, but before that, it's like you're kind of thinking of like the Ramones, I guess. Right? When was that? When was that? No, nah, man, the Ramones were like sixties, yeah, as well. No, seventies, seventies. I'm trying to think who was fifties. I'm thinking of UK Elvis and shit rock. were fifties. Yeah. Um, it was like the blues era as well. That were they like the bluesmen about? Well, yeah, like Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, like that sort of like. Yeah, but I was just trying to think like what bit came, of Bob Dylan. Like the rise of UK rock was huge. Yeah, and that's massive. and they were which the, then led to the rise of the US rock. Yeah, well, the, then it led to like UK grunge, UK indie, and all those stuff, right? Yeah, punk. Yeah, that came in the nineties. Yeah, late eighties. But that was like the progression of that. But you think you got to get past like you know like what was the decade of hard rock then? Hard rock, yeah, like you know, I think like ACDC, Metallica, um, you know, Led Zeppelin, Sex Pistols, yeah, Guns N' Roses, yeah, and Kiss and stuff, I guess. But you like, two can fuck off. I hate you too. I said it. <laughs> Motley Crue was that glam metal then? Like, where does that draw, line get drawn as well between hard rock and yeah, but glam metal glam and stuff kind of came from you know that. I'd say glam record. Yeah, that's the progression rock. of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a progression. And then it went into like hard rock, punk rock. Yeah, like the big hair. And now just big hair movement. Then where does like Queen slip in? Yeah. Well, where does Grand Funk Railroad slip in? Sixties, seventies. They have the seventies. Oh fuck, man! This is a rabbit hole head we get here. Yeah. When you get talking about UK greats, like thanks as much for, as we thanks yeah. for joining us on that one, listeners. <laughs> yeah. As much as we can talk about all the other ones, I think let's maybe stick to the Beatles. Wait, you were the one who took it off topic. Because I just wanted to get the context for it. What was going on in the sixties? This is. Imagine they played at Woodstock 1969. They well, I guess they broke it up. Broke that's why they went there. That would have been next level shit. Yeah, fuck. Like if that's the that's because that's the era we're talking about. It's the rise of yeah. the, it's the 60s. It's all about 
the, there's still world wars going on. The yeah, yeah, like Vietnam, raging. like the Beatles went around for Vietnam. Yeah, they they were all about Southeast Asia. Got on that OPM. <laughs> all right, let's play some records, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just gonna go indulge into my <laughs> maybe one of my OPM stories, but we'll set this up another time. Okay, you frequented the Southeastern Opium Dams, have you, Gideon? I was in. So, did you write an album? No, no, I was in India, but it, it is Beatles related. That's why I kind of actually mentioned it. Um, I was in India. I was on, had some opium, and uh, as you do in uh, Gokana, if anyone's there, it's a beautiful place. Try the opium, apparently. Anyways, um, and then what happens is, well, is it like, like tents and a carpet, and you just get past a opium pipe, or yeah, a little bit. But no one else kind of felt it as hard as me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, and the things what the first time I kind of understood Lucy and the Sky and Diamonds was at this point in time where what happens and I don't know if this is exactly what they were thinking when they wrote the song, the, the song, but I wouldn't put it far too far from this. But basically what happens when you're on um, opium, you kind of envision it. So Lucy and the Sky and Diamonds isn't just like this fantasy world. It's like oh, you can see Lucy, you can see the sky, you can see all the diamonds very visually even though you're just in a bedroom or wherever you are. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> and so as their the songwriting abilities are picture, they're like painting this picture of it and I think so, I think I now have to play the song. Go on. Loose in the Sky Diamonds. Yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the one trip, the story I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Beatles. And, and you thought, yeah, I could rewrite Loose in the Sky Diamonds. No, I just, just understood it for the first time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the context you're missing. Exactly, but that's a but like it, it, that's what we're talking about the the Beatles like every like their songs they have like all these nostalgic memories to and how it frames the way you actually think of the song. Yeah. So like I've heard that song plenty of times before. It's never like one of my old times. And now like after that, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. The song's all time. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just play some music then? Yeah, I reckon. All right. Many